This episode of Moon Tower Business is brought to you by your local State Farm agent, Alejandra de la Torre. Alejandra's team has amazing customer service, knowledgeable staff, and super competitive pricing. They also have a very convenient location in Round Rock, located at 2200 North A.W. Grimes Boulevard, Suite 500. Alejandra's team is bilingual, and they have over 52 years of combined experience in the insurance industry. Alejandra's team is very friendly and helpful, and they always go the extra mile. They even have after-hours emergency availability. So please call Alejandra's State Farm team for all of your insurance needs, whether it's auto, home, life, or business. Their telephone number is 512-244-3311, or you can see their website at www.alexdelatorre.net. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Moon Tower Business Podcast. This is your host, Joseph Obell, and today I have the pleasure of speaking to James Crean, who is the co-founder and CTO of Crean Inc. James, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm great, Joseph. Thanks for having me today. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Um, I guess I want to talk about you know the different things you've been involved in um, with uh, Crean Inc., but, but I'd like to maybe get started with you. Maybe just introduce yourself to listeners. Uh, tell listeners a little bit about what you've done in the past, kind of your background and professional experiences. Well, let's see. I uh, uh, I went to school at uh, at Berkeley. Uh, got a uh, degree in mechanical and material science engineering, the aerospace um, engineering master's degree, and then got an MBA after that. And um, and spent the first uh, first bit of my career working for uh, Hughes Space and Communications, designing and building systems engineering and program managing a variety of various different satellites and um, and space systems. And uh, probably the the one that people would recognize the most would be the Directv satellite system. I had the pleasure of working with a very small team who would to do some of the initial uh, systems development. And engineering for that, um, but worked on various weather satellites and things like that. Just uh, was real involved with the the space industry from a satellite perspective. And um, after a little bit, a little bit of a while after I got my MBA, I decided to to put out my own shingle and and started a, started a business uh, uh, supporting. Uh, supporting a lot of the same customers and and suppliers that uh, uh, that I had worked with, uh, just helping them with technical support and and um, uh, my wife and I have built that business now for uh, for a while for almost twenty years and uh, have built out a team of uh, over six hundred uh, incredibly brilliant engineers in the aerospace industry um, and that. That uh, is sort of one segment of our business now, and and um, just an amazing team of people. I just it's it's humbling to work with some of these people because of the things that they've done, and the um, I'm just I'm, I'm shocked almost sometimes every time that we pick up the next uh, the next person at uh, to add to that team. It's just an amazing team of folks, and um, and then we've 
uh, when I was um, when I was at Hughes, and then eventually Boeing bought the company. I was um, I led and stood up the Lean organization, uh, which is production operations improvement uh, and engineering operations improvement activity for Hughes, and uh, and then integrated that with the Boeing program um, for Lean when they took over, and um, you know worked with uh, folks all across the the country. Uh, that worked with Boeing and and that and we took some of that my experience in that and I've used that to to also help companies uh, across the country in optimizing their operations and and we've kind of took uh, took what we learned from that and and have really done a lot of sort of research and development on methodologies uh, that are really applicable to complex manufacturing. And so, um, so now we we have a, a a great team of people that are focused on helping companies uh, uh, really improve American manufacturing, bring those jobs back home from Asia. That's great stuff. You you guys are based in Austin, is that right? We are. Yeah, we are in Lakeway, out by uh, Lake Travis. So, I love it here. Absolutely love it. It's a it's a great place. Very good. So I guess what inspired you to uh, to make that transition and kind of start your own company and uh, and 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 do something different from where you, where you were at before? Well, it, you know, um, I kind of saw the opportunity. There were uh, a lot of uh, suppliers in our industry that uh, that didn't have the same level of uh, of talent um, available to them. I was just I got so spoiled working for. You know, large aerospace company to that anything you needed was you know you had everything everything you could ever imagine in terms of just amazing people around you and um and I just saw that there was a there were a lot of you know even first tier suppliers but certainly second tier suppliers that that you know that didn't have that access to 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 those kinds of of folks and I thought hey there's an opportunity here and and uh we started uh, helping them out, and and uh, and it turned out that 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 was working pretty well, and and we uh, started to grow the team, and and uh, we've just been really focused on bringing uh, kind of uh, really uh, people that are very accomplished and very um, hands-on, not not just you know advice givers, but people that are interested in digging in and really helping um, to. Uh, you know, to get to, to get things done, helping to be part of a team, helping to be part of a, a client's team, teach, you know, teach and mentor and, and, and also just do and get things done and help them uh, to accelerate their, their product development and help them to innovate um, as quickly as possible. Gotcha. You talked a little bit earlier about uh, what Cream Inc. does, but he kind of go into a little bit more about uh, what, what kind of services you provide to your clients. Sure. So, um, so we work with, uh, so we, we basically have sort of two segments of the business, right? So we have our engineering services team and we have our smart factory technologies team and, um, and the engineering services team, you know, we're working on, on, uh, numerous, uh, projects across the country, uh, in the space industry. Uh, we work with NASA, um, on some of the, the, uh, developments that are being done for, uh, for the. Uh, going back to the moon, we're working on 
uh, with Boeing on the space launch system. We're working with NASA JPL on the uh, uh, on we worked on the, the Mars Perseverance rover uh, with uh, some some aspects of that, and we've uh, we're supporting them on uh, aspects of some of the, the space probes going to to some of the other planets and uh, next generation for that. Um, and then we work with a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, suppliers to, to major aerospace companies and, and, and numerous startups. Um, so it really kind of runs the gamut. Um, we just, uh, we just love cool, interesting, complex, um, problems to solve. And, uh, and that's, that's kind of where we focus our attention. We're working with, uh, we're working with one company now. We just, uh, we, we're a partner with um, it's a startup that's providing um, uh, internet to the solar system. Uh, and, uh, and that's pretty exciting because, uh, because there is so much growth in, uh, in the space segment in terms of, uh, you know, Elon Musk wants to go to the moon, you know, uh, Jeff Bezos wants to go to the moon. Everybody wants to go to the moon, right? And uh, there's and not just uh, the billionaires, but there's numerous startups all over that are developing systems to go to the moon. And and so we sort of looked at that, and and uh, we had uh, someone come to us and and say, "Hey, we've got an idea," and we kind of developed that together and said, "Hey, let's let's go figure out how to provide all the communications." Uh, relays and effectively like the cell towers that you need in order for uh, uh, for your for your communications to work. And so we're we have a, a company called Aquarian Space that we're partnered with to um, to provide that that service. And it's it's a great market. And so we're we're in the investment phase of that building uh, uh, doing the system architecture and and uh, and starting to uh, work on you know, the next phase of investment and everything else. So, so that's exciting, super exciting. And, and it's just the, what's going on in, uh, in the growth in the space market uh, is, is so, so much fun to watch. And it's, you know, we just, we're just sort of looking for every opportunity to, to be part of it because we're always looking for fun projects. So, so that's kind of the space side, but at some point I'll have to talk to you about the, I'll talk to you also about the, the smart factory side, which is really cool too. We'll touch on that in a second. Um, that's super interesting stuff. Can you talk what it, a little bit about what it's like to work with, uh, you know, NASA and Boeing on, on some of these like really big space projects? Uh, is it, do you have to have like a special security clearance? What, what kind of things do you have to do to be able to kind of get in the weeds on, on some of these projects? I, I could tell you that, Joseph, but I'd have to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh no. Um, so, you know, we, uh, you know, yes, there's, there, you know, there are some, st- some things that are classified that, uh, you know, but, uh, but the vast majority of, of what we do and what's, what's really going on out there is, is, you know, it's all unclassified stuff and it's just, um, it's entrepreneurs, um, you know, that are, that, that see the opportunity then, and, uh, and they're going for it and it's, um, you know, it's, it's the next gold rush really, uh, right now, um, because, uh, people recognize that we're going to be moving off of this planet and, uh, and there's going to be, you know, 
there's there's going to be a lot to do in that yeah, as that happens and and I I mean it's I just I give a, just a ton of credit to Elon Musk um, for really lighting that fire in in so many ways and um, I just think uh, I just think he's been a godsend to the uh, you know to the industry um, because he also looks at things in very innovative ways and that that's just super exciting to me too and and um, he does things fast and we focus on fast we focus on you know our our tagline is accelerating performance because you know we we really see where the opportunity for success is is around being able to to continuously think about how do we do this faster um and so so yeah so it's it's a it's it's a fun time there's a there's a ton of really cool ideas there's a really ton of just super dynamic entrepreneurs that are you know, pursuing their dreams and, and, um, you know, we, we love supporting them. We have, you know, a great team of engineers and, and most startups like Aquarian space, you know, they, they kind of, we, when we started talking, they started the, the, the light bulb kind of went on and they realized, wait a second, there's probably no startup out there that has a partner that has 600 engineers that I can call up at any time and just say, Hey, uh, got a problem. I got to think through this. Can you help me? You know, and the, the light bulb went on. They, Oh yeah. We, you know, let's, let's figure out how to work together. This will be really cool. So, you know, and, and our guys just love it because it's just, you know, we love innovating. We love coming up with new things. So. Yeah. That's amazing. So you mentioned earlier, you were talking about uh, your company works on uh, things related to smart factories. What that is. I, I don't know what that is. Can you just, Describe kind of generally what that is to listeners and then the type of work that your company does in that space. Sort of as we looked at, uh, you know, we, we worked with a lot of clients that were that had challenges in, in production operations. Right. And as we started digging into that problem, we realized that. Um, there's the standard for how to do how to improve production operations is the Toyota production system or lean or six sigma you know all of these or theory of constraints they kind of all uh, you know have their place in how do you improve your production operations and they're and they're very valid methodologies but they're really all sort of come out of the production of cars you know, and a Toyota, you know, plant that's producing Camrys spits out a Camry every 57 seconds. And every Camry, other than a few options like color and things like that, is pretty much the same car. Well, that's very different than a lot of manufacturing that goes on in in the United States and, and all over the world, where you're not producing the same thing over again, over and over again. And you may be using some of the same, you know, tools and methods and, and obviously the same people and, and that, but you've got to be continuously changing what you're, what you're producing. So I'll give you an example. We, we had a company that they were producing waveguides, which is something that's used on satellites and pretty much like 75% or more, 75 to 95% of their orders were, were unique, were new right? They'd never produced them before. And, and so you have this huge product mix and, you know, the Toyota production system is really focused on variability reduction, 
right? How do I reduce the amount of variability? Well, they would be out of business if they said, I wanted to make the same thing over and over again, right? What they actually, their business was all about being able to produce whatever it is that you ask. And so, um, so we've been developing tools and methods that are really go beyond lean Six Sigma theory of constraints, use those as foundation, but they, but use what we call smart factory. But, you know, a lot of people say smart factory, then it's all about technology. For us, it's, it's, it starts with the people, then it, it's the process, getting the processes right, and then putting in technologies where it makes sense. We're not, you know, even though we're like super high-tech people, we're not in love with putting technology into everything and starting with technology. We'd first just start with get it right and then add the technology to get it even better. And so, uh, so what we do is we focus on those complex manufacturing environments where you're producing, you have a high mix production environment. You've got lots of different things that are going on. We have that waveguide factory, right? We took their cycle time from 22 weeks down to seven weeks. Um, they had a hundred people, uh, working 60 hours a week on the first day that we showed up. Um, when we, when we were, you know, finished the initial engagement with them, they only had two people working overtime out of those 100. But at the same time, instead of producing only 18 units uh, a day, they were producing over 40 units a day. So this is just a massive leverage that by bringing these methodologies, I mean, it was like over an 80% reduction in the labor cost per unit. And their cycle time reduction was so massive that, you know, their profitability just went through the roof, right? Um, They ended up selling the company, making a whole bunch of money and, and, um, and that. And that we did all that, by the way, in six weeks. Okay, just to give you an idea of what can be done. I mean, when we talk about accelerating performance, we always talk about accelerating our own performance too, right? So, but you know, it's not just space systems. It's you know, we work. We you know, we did a project with a industrial uh, industrial company that makes um, uh, uh, panel access panels for the building industry. So you need to get to the plumbing behind your. Uh, behind your uh, bathtub, you know, you got the little door in the closet so you can get to the plumbing, right? Those kinds of little access panels. They have, you'd you'd be amazed at the quantity of different type of access panels there are in the world. They have over 3,000 SKUs um, and they, and and then 40% of their business is custom. And so it's like, okay, you, any or anything basically can be ordered and you have to be able to produce it. They want to be able to produce it in, uh, you know, in like 10 days. Um, and so they were at 22 days. We've got them down to under 10 and now we're continuing to work with them. Um, and at the same time, uh, you know, increasing the productivity of the plant by about 50%. And we're working on getting that to, to double that. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be complex products. It may be just that the mix is just that creates such complexity within a production environment. So we're working with, you know, companies across all industries to help them to, to manage that complexity. And, and I just say this, though, we use complexity to our advantage, right? That variation, like if you, if you go to an investment advisor, right? And you say, hey, uh, you know, here's my retirement money. Can you invest it for me? Uh, 
that investment advisor isn't going to come back and say, well, here's one stock and I'm going to put all your money in that one stock, right? Right. No, because they use the variability in the market, right? Different stocks have different returns, different risks. They use that variability to their advantage to give you a better return on investment at a lower risk. Well, we do the same type of thing. We use variability that those various different types of orders that come in, that variability, we use it to the advantage of of our clients in ways that are completely sort of different than how somebody who's thinks about things from a standard lean perspective would think about it. And so that's, that's the cool thing. It's just using, using that really tough thing, that challenging thing to, to actually your advantage. So. So you have quite a few engineers on your team. Uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, that process of, of uh, hiring these engineers and the kind of the, the different types of engineers that, that are on your team? Uh, yeah. So that is, um, that's probably some of the funnest part of the job. Um, so, you know, a lot of the people that, you know, when we started, it was all word of mouth, right? Um, you know, we, we were really focused on, you know, keeping that sort of, uh, level, uh, at, at a, at a level that was, you know, absolutely sort of assured performance. And, um, and we have, uh, as we've grown, you know, we've grown our management team, just an amazing group of, uh, group of people that they, you know, they have really strong networks. So we, we, we definitely leverage our networks really significantly, but, you know, there's there, but, you know, now we're at that point where it's just a matter of interviewing really well. Um, almost, almost everybody that we have on the team has been recommended by somebody, um, but it's not the only way. And uh, we're always, basically, we're looking for people that are, that are extraordinary in their, you know, in what they, the way they think, the way they, they do. And, you know, the interesting thing, Joseph, is I will, you know, so many times I'll, I'll, I'll talk to somebody who, who I'm, yeah, I may know, or I may, I may have heard of, but I never actually worked with them before or, or whatnot, or I may not, I may not know them, but they, you know, maybe they came recommended from somebody and I'll sit down and I'll, and I'll talk to them. I'll look at their resume, but, you know, resumes only, only go so far. And we'll talk with them and I'll, and I'll talk to them. And, and they, these are the most humble people in the world. I mean, it's unbelievable. You just sit there and just go, wow. I mean, what you have done in your career, the impact that you've had on the world, you know, they don't even recognize how impactful they have been. And you sit there and you start talking to them about it. And they go, yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess I did that. And, you know, <laughs> And it's, it's just, it's, it's funny. It's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing, they're amazing people and they're amazing at how they, they see things. And yeah, it's just fun. It's absolutely brilliant to, to work with these folks. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, we're always recruiting, we're always looking for people and when you're in our business, you know, uh, when we had, when we had 20 people, we thought, oh, wow, we've got 20 people on the team. We've got every specialty covered. And then of course you get a call from a client and they want some specialty that, you know, nobody on the team really has. And then you're scrambling, like, how can we find that person? Who do we, and who do I know? Who do we know? And, uh, um, you know, and, and, and so you're constantly, well, okay, now we have 40 people on the team, so we've got it covered. 
Now we have 600 people on the team and we still have those conversations about, yeah, there's that really niche specialty that, that we need to have. So, but yeah, it's fun. You're, you guys are working on some really unique projects that are, sounds like really changing the world. Um, you talked a little bit about that startup uh, that is doing the internet for the, for the solar system, but can you talk about maybe a few other uh, companies, maybe startups that, uh, that have some very innovative technology that you're really helping, helping them build? Uh, well, there's, there's, um, can't, I can't get into too much detail, but we get, but, but we get to work with, um, with, you know, various different companies, like I mentioned, you know, companies that are working on, on, you know, like smart car technologies and, and developing the next technology, next, you know, the next generation and, and those types of things. And, um, we've worked with, uh, you know, we've worked with Virgin Orbit, right. And, and developing, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the launch vehicle for them doing some specialized analysis for them, which was really cool. Um, haven't had a chance to reach to, to meet Richard Branson yet, but I'm looking forward to that one day. I think he's a cool guy. Um, and, um, um, you know, worked with, um, see a variety, you know, we, we're, we're always, we're always kind of, uh, we always have different projects coming in and, and, uh, and that. So I, I don't know, a variety of different space startups, um, as well as, you know, terrestrial technologies, um, from communication systems to, uh, radar systems to, uh, um, uh, we, we helped develop a, a, uh, uh, an anti-drone technology to protect like stadiums and that kind of thing. If somebody wanted to come and try and do a drone attack on a stadium, well, we helped, we helped company develop the, the technology to, to take the drone out with non, you know, not like a missile or anything like that, but just with electromagnetics. Um, and so things like that variety, whether it's propulsion systems or, communication systems or mechanical uh, design uh, we have we have kind of the, the whole gamut of of capabilities that's really cool I bet you you, you uh, keeps keeps you on your toes keeps it exciting yeah absolutely I mean the funnest thing is when we we get a chance also to work with companies that are bringing jobs back from Asia right we just signed a contract today actually with another company. That is just there. They they've realized that it just doesn't make sense to manufacture overseas. Um, you know, the uh, American workers are are eight times more productive than than uh, than workers in China. Chinese workers get paid six times less, but when you do the math, it actually is it actually makes more sense to make the make the products here just on the overall numbers. But when you start adding in, you know, the kinds of things that we do with, um, with making factories incredibly efficient um, and, and be able to deliver uh, made to order products incredibly quickly, you know, we do made to stock too, but made to order product, when you can make it, when you can deliver made to order products um, on Amazon time, Amazon prime time, well, you've got an unbeatable business, right? Think about that for just a second, right? So right now you can go on Amazon if you're a prime member and you can order something and you'll get it in a day or two. Here in Austin, they're pretty amazing how quickly they can deliver. Um, and uh, 
And those products are typically coming from a distribution center nearby, right? So for us, the future is uh, that that is a custom product that's delivered in that same amount of time. And if you have that as your future model as a business owner, you, you don't have to worry about China anymore. You don't have to worry about anybody overseas anymore because they cannot customize a product and get it here in two days. It's just not going to happen. Right. And so so for for us, that's the kind of thing. Those are the kinds of visions that we're trying to to portray to our clients and say, hey, if you're not on that path towards being able to do that, your competitor just might be. And if they are, you're dead meat. Right. And so, you know, it's uh, as Andy Grove says, only the paranoid survive. And, and that's that's one area. That's why we talk about accelerating performance. Right. It's all about how fast can you go? And the interesting thing is, is our experience is the faster you, if you focus on, on delivering quickly, you're going to, you're going to achieve significant cost savings, massive cost savings. And at the same time, your quality is going to go up because you cannot produce fast and produce bad product, have to rework things or things like that. Um, you can't do it. And you have to, you have to focus on doing it right. And doing it fast. If you do it right, you do it fast. You're going to do it cheap at the same time, and so it all goes together. And that's that's why we focus on accelerating performance. Gotcha. So, I guess when working, uh, you work with startups in the aerospace industry. What what are some of the biggest challenges that you see them face uh, while getting started? Uh, you know, it's um, it it sort of runs the gamut. Um, uh, you know, first it's, it's, it's understanding the market, getting the market, right. Where's the opportunity. Um, you know, it's, it's really like every startup, right. It's, it's start with the customer. Who's the customer. Make sure you understand that well. Uh, and then, and then you, and then you build out your business from there. Um, what's the timing. Are you going to get the timing right for that market? And are you are you going to be ahead of it? Are you going to be behind it? Are you going to you know uh, end up having lots of competition, or are you going to hit it right? You're going to get the timing right, and then it's the team, right? And and so, do you have the right team to be able to execute? And I got to say, man, there are some super smart young engineers coming out of school these days that are super entrepreneurial. It's just so cool, right? Um, and so. Um, so anyway, but it's getting like it's getting that that all right, you know, the timing, uh, the people, um, the market, you know, and then you know, like any startup, you know, typically they're they're having to raise money and and go through that that whole phase, and so that's you know that's that's one of the things that we love, like when we can when we can partner with a startup and help them to accelerate because we have. You know, we have a team that, you know, you don't have to make, you know, a bunch of mistakes along the way, right? You know, uh, there's a lot of, there's people that talk about, you know, failing fast and and all these kinds of methodologies. And and I just like being successful fast. That's that's what I like, right? So it's like, you know, and I mean, listen, I've made the same mistake. We were doing an internal development and I'm like, okay, well, here's this guy, you know, he's, you know, He's, you know, 
does, you know, does circuit design and, you know, his rate was really, you know, was really good. And they're like, okay, well, let's, let's bring him on and have him do this work. And it kind of, we had went through iteration and iteration, iteration. And then one day we're just sitting in our office and we're like, why are we doing this work internally? When we tell our clients, bring in an expert, do it right, do it fast and get it done. And we're not doing that ourselves. I'm like, what the heck are we doing? We made this just massive, you know, investment in time and money. And we turned around and said, okay, let's call Paul. <laughs> we called up Paul and said, Paul, here's where we're at. Can you take a look at this? Three hours later, he had the whole thing solved, right? Wow. Stuff that we had been iterating on with, you know, and, uh, and, and that's the kind of thing it's just like, you know, so yeah, it's, it's easy to, you know, to sort of try things and try things, but what you want to do is focus on how do you get from A to B as fast as possible. And, and oftentimes it's like bring young dynamic people that are, that are hot to, to make it happen, but also bring those experienced people that can say, you know, Hey, just make sure you don't do this, this, and this, because I already made those mistakes, you know, during my, my career, you know, working on these things. So, so that's kind of, that's the thing is, is, you know, try and try and don't, don't hesitate to bring in experts, you know, um, that's, I you know, I, my big advice, I think to startups and, and that is find really great experts, bring them in, have them help you. You don't have to have them full time, but have them available, have them at the end of a phone that you can call them and say, Hey, let me just run this past you, right? That's what we do, and 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 it works. It works really well. You know, we um, we've done a lot of engagements where we work with, um, you know, young engineers. We'll couple them with somebody who's got you know twenty or thirty years of experience. You know, and and we work ourselves out of a job. That's what we always say. Our our job is to work ourselves out of a job. In this case, we want this this engineer to be just genius at what they do. And and you know, like we did one. Uh, we were we were working with a launch vehicle company, and they, there's this, there's a, some really complex analysis that has to happen. And it truly is rocket science. It's it's called that for a reason. And you know, they had a they had a young, really great guy that they had brought in. And, but he had never done this kind of analysis before. And it's the kind of thing, it sort of has to be redone continuously through the process, through the process of designing and testing the the launch vehicle. And, and so we uh, had one of our experts mentoring him. Right. And at first, you know, at first they brought us in to say, Hey, can you do the analysis? We said, yeah, we can do the analysis. We have a potential problem here. Yes, we do have a potential problem. Okay. So we have to keep an eye on this throughout the whole thing. Yes, you do. Okay, we're going to hire somebody to do that. Okay, great. They hired somebody. So then we then we would do the analysis side by side with that person. And then we would, you know, say, all right, well, here's where the differences are. This is why. And we'd work through all that. And then then it became, you know, they had it right, you know. And so then it would be like we would do some checks. We would, we would sort of validate the analysis that they had done. And we're just continuously doing less and less and less, right? And then this guy was just, you know, he's now he's an industry expert you know, in that field. And it's awesome. Right. And so um, that's the kind of thing, you know, it, it sounds silly, but you know, Hey, I'm going to work myself out of a job, but 
but it's that's that's the kind of people we have and they love doing it so good thing great stuff great stuff um it's been in the news lately we've, we've been it's been um uh, fun to follow what's going on with the space race with uh jeff bezos uh uh elon musk and richard branson um to to see them competing to to do commercial space flight and, and uh different things in, in that area what are your thoughts on that and, and what do you what do you see it looking like in the next 10 20 years from now Thought is i love it you know hey i mean uh you know they are they are putting a new spark into into the industry and and um and and it's a uh, and it creates a whole ecosystem that goes along with it and it it brings a lot of smaller companies along with with the, along with them um i love the energy i uh um you know i love the fact that they're willing to put their you know life savings on the line and say yeah i want to go try this this is this is this is something important to do so um, yeah i mean i it's it's fantastic what they're doing um and you know where are we going to be 20 years from now uh you know i think that uh i think that there's going to be a significant amount of activity on the moon i think there'll be you know commercial activity on the moon there are um you know uh, what i'm aware of you know dozens and dozens of companies that are that are launching over the next few years uh systems that they want to you know that they're putting up and up and around the moon right for various different reasons the the creativity is is phenomenal um it's it's um you know it's akin to um you know the the wild wild west you know you know everybody's getting in their their wagon train and and heading west and and there's a lot of that kind of dynamic um i think that mars is going to is going to be a lot more challenging. You know, Musk is, is, is going to probably lead the way there. Um, I'm sure he'll, he'll lead the way that's he's, he's driven by that. It's a passion of his and I think it's wonderful. So, um, you know, he'll be there, uh, in 20 years, uh, who else will be there, you know, other than, uh, you know, the U S obviously with all the probes and everything else that we're, that we're doing, will well, that will continue and, and no, no doubt. And I'm sure there'll be other countries that will be there as well. Um, will we have, will we have people on Mars in 20 years? Um, I think there's a really good shot. I think there's a really good shot, but that is a very, very difficult problem to solve. And there's some really smart people working on it. Um, but it is, that is a, that is a very difficult problem. It's um it's one thing to get there, it's another thing to get home. <laughs> so uh so if, if it's a if it's a one-way trip that people are looking for, that's a little easier. But if it's a round trip they're looking for, that's a that's a pretty challenging problem to solve. So how about commercial space flight? Do you think we're gonna see that in the near future? Pretty pretty common? Oh, I've I have no doubt. Yeah, I have no doubt. I mean, I think um well, I mean Branson and and uh and Musk are both you know, have, uh, have visions of that. Uh, well, and, and Bezos, I mean, in terms of like, so there's two different kinds, right. I sort of see two different, right. So, so one is sort of point to point space flight, right. 
you want to go from, you know, from Austin to, to London, you know, you could take a plane or you could take a rocket, you know, and, uh, and, and I think that option is going to open up, you know, uh, in the not too distant future. Uh, I think that's a, a vision of, of Richard Branson and Elon Musk as a minimum. Um, and then of course there's, there's going to space and we know, we just saw the inspiration for mission from SpaceX, which was, which was awesome. You know, so that's, it's already started, right? We're, we're there and it's, um, uh, and it's only going to grow from here. I think, you know, again, this is the space of entrepreneurs and space in the different, different sense of the word, but, um, you know, it's, it's really just a function of the creativity of, of engineers around the country, around the world. And I think, um, uh, there's, there's a huge amount of opportunity for people to come up with creative ideas. There will be manufacturing in space. Um, there will be pharmaceutical development in space. There will be, um, you know, tourism in space. Um, there will be uh, mining in space. There's uh, huge opportunities in mining. Um, and so, uh, you know, those are the kind of the sort of the more obvious ones and there's a lot more, um, sort of more less obvious, let's just say. So I've got a few of my own. We'll see. We'll see where it all goes. I've heard of uh, I've heard of buzz about uh, talk people talking about mining gold in space and like meteors and stuff. Have you ever heard anything about that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's a number of startups that are that are pretty you know, making really good progress towards that um, for sure. There's uh, there's a lot of um, Precious metals, uh, rare earth metals, um, various different um, various different things that are pretty hard to find on the earth that that I think they can uh, absolutely economically uh, you know mine and and uh, and utilize. There's some there's money to be made in mining and not just on planet Earth here. <laughs> so yes, that will happen. That will happen. I have no doubt about that. And the other thing too is that you know. Those, as these different, um, you know, companies and and, and countries create uh, various different missions uh, on the moon and and um, and beyond, they all need to be supported in various different ways, right? So I talked about Aquarian space supporting with communications, but you know you're going to have to have other. There's other services, right? And you can think about everything you want in your house. You know, everything basic. You know. Basic stuff like, uh, you know, uh, breathable air and water and and all of that, you know, is obvious. There's there's so much more, right? And uh, manufacturing is going to be, you know, moving to space and already has. You know, we've got companies like Made in Space that have uh, that are doing 3D printing um, on the uh, International Space Station, and there will be there will be lots of different. Um, manufacturing opportunities and sky's the limit sky is unlimited as it as it turns out <laughs> so yeah there's it's 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 fun fun times that's great and you're in a perfect position to see how this all all unfold and be part of it well it's uh yeah it's it's uh it's been a dream of mine ever since i was a kid and and watching the apollo landings and uh I don't know if I'll ever end up in space myself, but uh, no, 
I don't know if my wife will let me. <laughs> I might have to just go and say, uh, honey, I'm just going away for the weekend. I'll be back. <laughs> but, uh, but it's, uh, you know, it's just a passion, right? I mean, uh, you know, as they say, if you, if you do what you're passionate about, you never work a day in your life. And that's kind of the way I am. I, just, I love, I love what we do and I love the team of people that we have and, and uh, we have a great time doing it. Just helping companies to be successful and, you know, and make it happen. I mean, it's, you know, it's, there's, there's lots of risks, right. In, in all of this. And, uh, and sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes it, it, it looks easy, but as, as I always say, simplicity is the art of making the complex look easy. And, uh, uh, and that's, that's what, you know, you know, Musk does though. He's very, he's, he's, uh, he's very, um, interesting when he uh, has launch failures and, and that, but, uh, I remember early on when one of my friends on our team, like, there's no way he's ever going to land a, a, you know, a, a first stage booster on a, on a ship in the ocean. He's just like, there's no possible way that he will ever make that happen. This is a smart guy. I knew a lot. And I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm not going to count him out. I think he's going to make this thing work. He's like, there's no way he can do that. Right. And, you know, and of course, the, you know, he tries it and the thing blows up and, and he's like, see, I told you. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's not the last try he's going to have. Let's see what he does the next time. And now it's like, we just take it for granted that it's all going to happen. Right. But um, yeah. So anyway, it's amazing stuff and it's very, very complex and difficult, but there's a lot of really super smart people working on it. No so. doubt. Absolutely. I guess before we wrap up here, uh, is there any kind of closing thoughts or, uh, you know, final things you want to highlight about uh, Korean Inc. for listeners? Well, if there's anything that we can do to help, we, we are here to help. We, we love helping companies to succeed. We, uh, we, we love it. If you're, uh, if you're, you know, thinking about bringing manufacturing back from overseas, we'd love to have a conversation with you and talk to you about that. Uh, you know, if you're one of the many, many companies having supply chain issues, we'd love to talk to you about that and, uh, and see if we can't help you out. And, you know, and, uh, you know, if you've got some cool idea on, on something you want to do in space, love to help you with that too. So whether you're, whether your head's kind of up in the, up in orbit or, or down here on the ground, we've got, we've got a really cool team of people that would love to, uh, have a conversation. And if we can't help you, we'll just tell you, right. We're not, when we just, you know, we don't want to work on projects that, that aren't massive successes. So we kind of look at things and go, yeah, we can, we can, if we can make a really big difference. Then that's the kind of stuff that we, we love to do. So, um, but I guess the one thing I would say is give us a call. If you're, if you have any question about whether we can help you or not, because um, uh, we like, especially in that manufacturing space, we talk to so many companies. I mean, the, our typical client is, like I said, I think is they're profitable. They're doing well. And in fact, they're usually doing too well because they've got so much business. They can't produce everything, you know, on time or whatever at the rates that they need to. And, and they give us a call. Um, and, and so the, 
what we always we always kind of joke about is the the clients that don't hire us are are the people that the the problem that they have is that they're already successful right but they don't realize just how much more successful they can be right and um you know we've we've walked through hundreds of factories and there's only one um that we've walked through and said you know what you guys got this figured out. I don't really think we can really have a really big impact. Um, and, you know, we can help you a little bit here and a little bit there, but you guys, you guys really have this, this nailed. Um, and we've walked through a lot of really successful companies, factories. Um, so if you're growing, if you're looking for, uh, for opportunities to, um, you know, to improve the efficiency of your operations, an opportunity to make a whole bunch of money, um, you know, from those operations, you know, but we're here to help if you, uh, when you're ready, we're here. If you're not ready, we'll be here when you are ready. So. Excellent. Well, for, for, uh, listeners, um, what's the best way for them to learn more about you, about Korean Inc. And uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you? So CreanInc.com, C-R-E-A-N-I-N-C.com. That's our website. And, um, you know, our contact information is on the website. Right. So 512-337-6587 and, um, and then creaninc.com. And if you want to send me an email, I'm james at creaninc.com. So feel free to reach out. Love to chat. Perfect. And the last question of the day is what's your favorite restaurant in Austin? I love Indian food. So, um, so whenever I get a chance, I always stop in at the clay pit and, uh, uh, that's just, uh, never disappoints. So that's, that's probably, there's lots of good restaurants in Austin though. Holy, holy moly. There's just a ton of great restaurants. So, um, uh, but it's me, I've just got, I've just got such a, and I love Indian, so I just got such a passion for Indian food. So that uh, I love it there. Love it. Clay Pitt's awesome. James, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, uh, sharing your story, talking a little bit about uh, Korean Inc. Uh, hopefully uh, listeners will will uh, reach out if, if uh, they need your help. And uh, I'd love to have you again on the podcast sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, it really has been. And uh Best of luck to everything that you're you're doing. You got a lot of uh, a lot of uh, things that you're working on here too. So it's uh, fun to have a, uh, have a chance to get to know each other. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. You bet. This episode is brought to you by our affiliate Gemini. Gemini is a well-respected cryptocurrency exchange started by Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss. If you're interested in purchasing Bitcoin, Ethereum, or other altcoins please check out their website at gemini.sjv.io backslash moon tower to learn all about it. Thank you.